0: Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morse from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. Um,
1: so Bradley is someone I connected with earlier this year through a mutual contact of ours, Tad Hargrave. Bradley's also based in Canada. You're at West Bradley, I believe, if I remember yeah. correctly. Salt Spring yeah. Island, BC. Um, BC. So we are literally coast to coast here in Canada today. Uh, and yeah, Bradley, fellow, I would say hippie adjacent, very cool dude. And um, once we started to connect and talk about what we're up to, uh, instantly I resonated when he said that he's helping people uh, grow their presence and their businesses online without having to rely on social media. And this to me I was like music to my ears because I also recently said that I am like I am not interested in building my business with social media. I've flirted with social media, but I kind of took a hardcore social media break probably about 3 4 years ago and my business went through the roof as soon as I cut it out. Uh, I've recently kind of come back to social media a little bit, but for the most part, my entire business has been built without social media. Um, And I think the intention today was to open up the possibilities, right? One of the principles I think a lot of people should focus on is if you want to grow a business that fits you and that actually will work for you, and you're not just going to be building a business um, that burns... (laughs) Into a holy mess of tears and exhaustion because you're adopting someone else's model or someone else's way of doing things. You have to find something that matches you, your energy, your personality. Right? For some people, social media is exactly that. They love it. They love being on there, um, and they get an awful lot out of it. Uh, that is not me. Right? I I do not enjoy being on social media. I find it. Energetic, I find it all consuming and I really waste time on there. And the more I cut it out, I find the better off I am. So I think the intention today is that is going to be walking us through his model, his method uh, for ways that you can grow without social media. And I think what he's going to show is a bunch of possibilities for focusing on relationship marketing and ways you can do it without social media. And I think the intention for it is how can you find the things that resonate with you? So that you can start to discover your game. So this is not going to be a, here's the one, two, three, exact template you need to follow in order to convert without social media. And that there's some secret channel that we don't know about. It's going to be opening up the possibilities for you to explore. And I want you to start leaning into your curiosity, leaning into what you feel would resonate and then what you would be good at because he's gonna give you a lot of options. And I think your goal here today is to soak it in, see what feels right, and then you know lean into Bradley's expertise to see how you might be able to explore that more. So uh, with that, Bradley, take it away. I'm excited to see what the, we're gonna be diving into here today and uh, let's rock.
0: Ross, thank you, Joey. Thank you so much for bringing me here and for everybody showing up. Um, this is a fast and furious kind of workshop. Uh, My guess is you're going to hear things that you've never heard in the realm of marketing and hopefully get inspired by what is possible. Um, I left social media seven years ago. I'll briefly touch upon the story of why and what happened uh, today. But before we do that, I always like to start with the question uh, that always surprises me, the answers. And the question is, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you love social media and couldn't live without it. And one being you hate social media and would love to live without it. Where do you fall on the spectrum of your love, hate relationship with social media? All right. We've got a three, a four, a three. These are like, (laughs) it's so funny. So this workshop, I have taught this workshop to roughly 4,000 people live in the last 14 or so months. And between three and four is pretty much the average i've had like one person that was a nine out of ten out of four thousand people that have done this workshop and i was shocked by that you know it's like it just it's so funny to just keep doing this and to see these patterns there's a few other patterns that i'll i'll talk about as we get going here um but i'm gonna i've got some slides i have a little stick figure that's gonna go on a journey with us today so uh Welcome to thriving in life and business without social media. We don't need social media. They need us. And my question for all of you is, why do you wish to escape from social media? And by the end of this workshop, you're going to see that the cage is already open and you can just step out of it. If you truly want to be free from it, you don't need it. So share in the chat. Why do you want to get off social media? What are the reasons that you're like, ew, I don't like this place? time-consuming. It is so time-consuming. The dead scroll, just the never-ending wall that just goes on forever. We could literally scroll for the rest of our lives and not hit the bottom of that thing. Uh, the addiction, always less energy when you're on there. It's overwhelming, distracting, lacking connection, spammy, the time and focus. Yes. Yeah. Totally.
1: So, like for For me, it's like, you know, I don't like it, but anywhere I go anywhere for like two minutes, the phone comes with me to check some feed when I'm yeah. addicted to it. Like I can't go to the
0: bathroom without grabbing my phone. And I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> is that crazy? Our ancestors went to the bathroom without phones. How did they do it? It's amazing. <laughs> well, we're coming back to that. So, um, for me, as I said, I left seven years ago. My son was born. This is me sitting up on a mountaintop. And uh, I was literally on a mountaintop the day I decided three years before leaving, I created a group on Facebook called evacuate social media. And it was me just like starting to stew on like, how do we do business without social media asking the exact questions that I'm going to answer in this workshop. And so within a month after my son was born or a couple months, I'm up on a mountain. I'm watching the sunset. It's beautiful. I'm reflecting. We just launched a new branch of our business called The Grady course Adventure, which was like Indiana Jones meets Saturday Night Live in an online course adventure that teaches you to build courses. And life was blissful. It was an amazing new chapter. And as I'm watching the sunset, all of a sudden, I just caught my thoughts and I was already thinking in Facebook speak. So I was already pre-writing what I was going to post later on when I posted that sunset picture and shared my profound insights. And it was in that moment that I realized my brain was hacked, that my thoughts were no longer my thoughts, that they were Facebook thoughts. And it disgusted me. And I did not like that feeling of not having control over my own consciousness, that I was projecting something else out into the world. And in doing so, I left the present moment. And I got home and I told my wife, I'm leaving Facebook, I'm shutting down my accounts. And I reached out to a bunch of my friends that were on Facebook and I'd spent you know, 10 years building an audience, 10 years connecting and being in touch with friends and family members. It was like severing uh, a really big tie to my relationships. And that was a very scary moment, but I was, I was fully committed. So some of the very clear reasons as to why I left um, and this was then it's even worse now, I think for people that are on it, but rather than connect us, it divides us rather than being inspired. We feel anxious. I know I felt very anxious and I'm sure the anxiety's ramped up way more now than it was before rather than building friendships, we get followers. And when we really think about that concept, it's, it's kind of weird, a little bit twisted rather than creating more connection. We have more loneliness than ever before. I felt extremely lonely even when I was connected Rather than feeling safe to share our thoughts, we censor them. And now they're being censored for us. And so we can't share our thoughts. It's not safe anymore to share thoughts. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. So these were all the things that were swirling through my head at the time of deleting my accounts and being like, I'm peacing out from this situation. So leaving was crazy. I mean, I can't even... When I left, all of the fears about leaving were the things that I experienced in my reality. It was literally like being erased everybody's fear is like to not exist right it's just to like be erased and have no relevance in the world i had an online business i did all my marketing and growth through social media at that time and I deleted my accounts and it wasn't like all my friends started texting me. People started picking up the phone and calling me because I was no longer present on social media. It was like freaking crickets for months. Nobody checked in like, Hey dude, where are you? Hey man, how's life with the baby? Hey, we're having a party this weekend. Hey, do you want to come to a potluck? Hey, like nothing. It was, I literally was erased from reality and it was a really hard pill to swallow. You know, these were like, friends. These were people that I was in relationship with. And it just made me realize how embedded into these systems I was that I felt like I no longer existed when I exited the matrix. (laughs) Literally, it was crazy. And what that did for me was it made me realize all of that was fake. I needed to build a village around me. And having a new family, we're three years on the island that we're on right now on the west coast of BC. So still new to the community here, and I just my loneliness drove my wife and I to create Village. And so I started a men's group accidentally. It was called it's called Man Ventures. We're five and a half six years in now. Every Tuesday we get together. Whatever guys show up, what we decide, what we do the following week, and you can't do the same thing two weeks in a row. We've had some of the craziest most inspiring beautiful experiences it's been the ultimate way for me to meet and get to know men when a guy's having a baby the other guys show up we chop a winter supply of firewood and stack it for them we do meal trains we'll do barn raising parties it's like real community we did a gift exchange the other night it was beautiful you know men butchering their own meat and bringing that meat and gifting it to to other men and just like Sharing tools and sharing resources and being willing to show up and help when a brother needs help. And my wife also created a space called the Mama Hive, which started as a small handful of moms who all had babies the same age as our son, who's seven now. And that grew, it's grown into 800 women from our island who are moms and grandmas. And there's been so much magic that has taken place inside of that space of community cultivation helping supporting women supporting mothers when you know single moms have no money can't pay rent people band together meal trains when somebody's sick meal trains when somebody's died like it's just we've learned what it means to be in village again and that can apply directly to how we do business on the internet as well i mean before we get into to tricks on how do you grow your business i would just say Everything we have on the internet, all of the community and all of our contacts, uh, it's not real village because those are not the people who are going to show up for work parties. Those are not the people that are going to send us food when we're hungry and we need a meal train or when we're grieving the loss of a loved one. It's the people in our real lives that are going to do that. So no matter how big and successful we get in the online business space, we need real village around us. And, And that does take effort. And we have to be the people who step up and create that village. And that was what I've learned over the last seven years. And then to apply the village building experience to how you grow business and how you market and connect with other people has been another entirely beautiful lesson on living life as a human and trying to do good in the world and and really honoring the people that I'm connected to. So to summarize the main lesson that I've learned from all of this is that we don't need more social media. We don't need more platforms. We don't need more AI. What we need is more social connection. We need more people getting together and feeling all right. So the question, I love asking this question because this is the big why, this is the motivator factor of like, why would you leave social media? So, the first question is how much time do you think you spend on social media per week? This includes scrolling, watching, making content, responding, using messenger, all of the activities that take place. And give yourself like a generous bump of like, if you think it's five hours, it's probably actually seven hours. Cause we know how like three minutes here and four minutes there just sort of slips away. So share in the chat, how many hours per week do you think it is? I would say the average, Uh, Out of the 4,000 people that have come to this is like at least 10 hours per week. Um, So we got five to 10 hours, 10 hours, 20 hours. So the most I ever heard was somebody who came to the workshop and she was doing like 60 to 80 hours a week on social media platforms, doing content. She was doing content on all the platforms and clearly was not leveraging her time right. But that was the craziest number I heard. I, I hope she had the most transformational life experience from this workshop after leaving. That's a lot.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a nice chunk.
0: I can't, I couldn't even imagine. So um, let's, just, let's just pretend it's 10, because that's easy. That's 40 hours a month of time. What would you, imagine you just like, all the social media platforms went dead today and you got that 40, 50, 60 hours per month back. There's a massive void. What do you fill that time with? What would you do? Would you read? Would you do yoga? Would you create community events in your local neighborhood? Like, what do you do with all that extra time that you're going to be reclaiming today? Stare at walls. (laughs) That's what I'm doing this holiday season. Uh, Family, friends, and doing what actually, what you went to school for. What was that? Uh, Cynthia says, your Facebook personal business account was hacked two weeks ago. So you're liberated. <laughs> so going to a uh, local singing women's group and have spent more time with friends and family. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like it's always there, it's always available. We could be doing it all right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I think about this often. It's like, would I, would I, even if it was 40 hours, like what, 20 hours extra into building stuff for the business and yeah. 20 hours extra for myself for fun time? Yeah. Um. Like, I think depending on how, uh, exhausted from work, I'm feeling, or depending on how productive I want to be, I usually tell myself, I would spend this time doing social activities or doing business building activities.
0: Yeah. And it's it's amazing when we start to think about what we could do with that void that takes place when we left. And I was ma- I was left with a massive void and had to face loneliness. And within the space of facing loneliness, I had to create a new lifestyle for myself and that was that was powerful and challenging so for me seven years later uh my work days went from on average to nine to 12 to 14 hour work days because i was doing social i was also at a different stage in my business where i was doing all the grunt work i had three business partners now i have a team so it's a different phase but my work days on average are six hours Yeah. I'll work from nine 30 to three 30. And then I hang with my kid at the end of the day and we go on adventures till bedtime. I play golf 250 days a year. I play professional golf on a tour as my hobby. I'll play, you know, six to 12 tournaments a year over in Vancouver, my business. So this is one of the key things of like relating it to business. I've grown my business seven years straight without social media don't need social media to grow the business. I've changed my business models and we're going to get into that. What kind of business model shifts you can go through to accommodate the changes, but I've grown more time for family, more time for adventures. So life has changed positively in every direction. I haven't missed it. So here's a magic formula. How much money do you make from social media? Best guess, how many hours do you spend on social media? So Let's just pretend you can calculate a thousand hours or, sorry, a thousand dollars per month from uh, time spent on social media. Let's just pretend that's the number a thousand dollars a month from people paying you for your services, your courses, et cetera, for all the posts. Let's just say you're doing that 40 hours a month of time on social media. That's only paying yourself 25 bucks an hour. If that's what you're making is 25 bucks an hour for all the hours spent on social media, you should have somebody else logging into your accounts and doing all your posting for you. That's not your job. You should be getting paid way more for your time and where you're putting your energy. So this is a really important one uh, because it's a wake up call. Are you wasting your time on social media? If you're getting paid less than $100 an hour for every hour spent on social media, you're wasting your time. You should be doing higher leverage things and you should pay somebody else to do this. That's just, unless you're okay making that. But most people, you're professionals. What would you charge for your professional services and your professional work? You should be making at the very minimum that much for every hour put into your social media time. So, now let's get to the good stuff. How do you build a business without social media? How do you succeed? Every year at New Year's, I pick a word. The word themes my year. It becomes the mantra of the skills that I want to cultivate and the practices I want to have. And the first two years after leaving social, I had the same two words. I just needed the same word two years in a row. And that one word was relationships. How do we be in relationship with each other again? How do we do this authentically and genuinely? And as I said, I had to learn to build village around my family and I so that we could live fulfilling lives so we'd be connected to community in my real Home, and that's translated to how I do business. So now we're going to get into it's actually 19 relationships based marketing strategies because I added one this week and I forgot to change that number. So we've got 19 strategies. These are strategies, not just things that I've heard on the internet. These are all strategies that I regularly implemented in my businesses and in the businesses of my clients over the last seven years. And all of them are easily accessible without massive tech budgets and stuff for all of you. So this is where you're going to probably want to take some notes. Number one, obviously, email marketing. Ross, you changed my life. You came on my podcast. You talked about your, you know, doing three to four newsletters at a week. At the time, I was doing two a week. I've bumped that up to three or four newsletters a week. It's been amazing. I'm just like doing the extra couple a week. It got my muse talking to me so much more, and it's just like, I'm just always rifting, I, and I've created a bunch of new workflows to make that easier using Descript and having ChatGPT do my final edits and then bringing that all into my newsletter and editing hacks for my videos and podcasts because when I send a newsletter, it's a video, a podcast, and an article, so you can choose your how you're consuming. But your email is the most sacred thing that you have, the people, whether you have an email list of 40 people or 40,000 people or 400,000, cherish those people. Those are your direct links to real people that are interested in what you have to share and email them at the very least once a week. Like Ross, like me now, like three, four times a week. And, and it makes sense. When you leave social media, you're we're used to posting one to three times a day on social media. Every thought is like, oh, I got to put that there. It's like with your email list, Same sort of thing. It's like, these people want to hear from you. Be in their consciousness. If you're not in their consciousness, they are thinking about somebody else. So you need to regularly impact and inspire their life and plant seeds. And they'll be way more likely and ready to join you if you have something that you're selling. (laughs) I love this. I only send emails on the days I want to make money. It's so true. It's so true. So email marketing, this one's obvious, but if I've talked to way too many people, I even heard a story, uh, like two presentations ago, somebody had 90,000 people on their email list and had not emailed them in over six months. And I'm just like, what a waste. That is so painful. What a waste. These are real relationships. These are real people. Treat them like their family, treat them really, really good. Uh, that's, that's my number one tip is like, you've got to get your email game in, in order. Uh, love them up, send them stories, send them everything. This is the next one signature workshop. Every single person who is a coach, a teacher, an educator, everybody needs a signature workshop. Do you know what a signature workshop? This is a signature workshop. This is my thriving in business without social media signature workshop. I just led a group 57 people through a process of creating a signature workshop and learning how to tour it. So your signature workshop is like the gateway into your life's work. It is new audiences, first experience of you teaching. So it creates resonance. You share a little bit about your story, your background, your philosophies, and then you guide them through their first breakthrough with you. And then at the end of it, you call them an adventure. Do you want to come work with me more? Here's a few ways that you can work with me. And they either do or they don't. This one thing, this one workshop's grown my email list by over 4,000 people this year. I've shown up, this is my 19th in the last like 14-ish months. I've shown up for 19 hours of teaching. It's been per workshop, it's less than 30 minutes of actual preparation and work and communications. So that's like less than 40 hours for 4,000 emails joining my list. That's leveraged time. And this is fun. It's like real connections with people. When I became an entrepreneur, the whole goal was just pure passive income, which I've done very well. But real connections is actually the most valuable, most fulfilling, most satisfying thing. Making money while you sleep is fun, but also transforming people's lives and seeing the looks on their faces when they have those insights is, is equally delightful. So everybody should have a signature workshop every single person. And you might have multiple signature workshops. I'm, I'm crafting a new one around turning your life's work into a work of art. So that's going to be my next signature workshop that I take on tour. The whole thing, once you've designed your signature workshop, a 60-minute workshop that brings people into your story, your philosophy, their first transformation, and the call to adventure, then you reach out to people. Podcast hosts are great people to reach out to. I reached out to, Ross and I are exchanging right now. And you Ask people, can I teach this workshop to your audience? You can keep the recording. You can have it for your, your members, whatever you want to do. And then you just tour the same workshop again and again and again. And you will not believe how many people are excited to host you for a workshop. It's fantastic. And it's the easiest, simplest, most scalable marketing strategy I have discovered in all my times. So you finish a workshop and you ask whoever hosts you, hey, who do you recommend I reach out to next? And sometimes they'll make an introduction for you. It's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I do workshop exchanges with people, be like, yeah, I'll teach for your audience. You teach for mine. It's the best. So you need a signature workshop. Make sure in 2024 you create a signature workshop and you take that thing on tour. It'll change your life. You know, that whole what do we talk about? 40 hours a month. I've done 40 hours in this entire year on my workshop. I keep improving it a little bit by little bit every time I do one. And that's growing my list by a lot. So when was the last time Facebook, without spending a fortune, grew your list by 4,000 people? Probably hasn't in your entire yeah. career on Facebook.
1: Now, if you just took the first two, I was just going to comment there. If all you did was took a signature workshop on tour yeah. and email the people who register, because you will get the registrants as contacts, as leads. Like if all you did was those two things. And I, I just want to point out something that Bradley said there, because he kind of tacked on to the end of it. But if you network affect it, meaning for every one you do, you ask for three contact that that person would know. All you need is 1.1 additional connections after that, and you will never run out of leads. Yeah. Because for every one workshop you do, you will be connected to at least one more person. And typically, you'll probably get one or two. And like you literally will have the ability to run workshops forever. And then your list will grow forever. Obviously, we're not talking about scaling to a gazillion leads, but you don't need a gazillion leads. No. You need quality relationships with people who pay attention to you.
0: And the best form of relationships are warm referrals of people like, hey, everybody, I've got this cool person and I'm hosting them for this thing and you should come check it out. And if it's a topic you're interested in, you'll check it out. I signed up for somebody else's signature workshop today because it looked like a topic I was interested in. And it's live. That's the thing. This is not pre-recorded. We're all here. We're present. You can really get somebody's vibe and be like, I want to work more with that person or not. Next, licensing. Between 2009 and 2012, I taught more than 500 meditation workshops, got burnt out from teaching meditation, produced a meditation library for the next year and a half, 48 tracks, custom composed music with each one. And then I have since licensed those meditations across eight different apps and companies And that has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income. I haven't had to grow an audience and I've reached over 2 million meditators with my meditations. Nobody talks about licensing. I haven't come across anybody talking about licensing. Like if you have an audio library, if you have a very niche specific audience, if you have um, like a, a course that you can get certified with, those are licensable assets that you could take to other governing bodies, other apps, et cetera. And you could license those, those courses, that audio library, et cetera. I taught a course this year to 40 meditation teachers and taught them all, tick them through the process of producing their meditation library and then licensing it across a bunch of different apps. Apps are looking for content creators with really high quality content. You make your intro, you give them your stuff. If they say, yes, you start making money. You can get royalties monthly, quarterly, annually. They might buy out your stuff. You might get paid per ser- Paid per percentage. Licensing is amazing. There's a lot of opportunities if you have a high quality library that's just sitting on the shelf, making the occasional sale. Think about where you could license it, do some Google searches, and you might find some amazing spots. Next, guest appearances. So everybody talks about go on a podcast tour. Here's a story. I did a podcast on the $100 MBA earlier this year, had 120,000 downloads in the first week And then I taught a signature workshop. You would think the signature workshop had, it was was close to 500 people signed up. You would think the 120,000 downloads from the podcast would have grew my email list astronomically, but it did not. I had less than 20 people join my list from that 120,000. I had 500 people join my list from the signature workshop. This story goes on and on and on. I've done some big podcasts over the years. And whenever I do these big podcasts, I'm like, this is it, our big break. And then I see the numbers, it's like, well, that wasn't so much. And then I do these signature workshops, and it's just like every time. It's just like 100 people, 200 people, 500 people. It's just like, it just is so much more scalable and easy when you're doing this. So when I reach out to people about doing a signature workshop, So I'll reach out to podcast hosts because you know they're looking for guests. And I'll say, hey, I've got this workshop. Can I come teach it to your audience? They say yes. And I say, cool, do you want to have me on the podcast first to promote the workshop? And they say yes. Or if they say, no, I'm not interested in the workshop, but come on my podcast, which just happened yesterday. I'm like, great. It's a win-win no matter what. We either get in the podcast or the workshop most likely. So guest appearances are great. I grew my meditation business back in the day I had a spreadsheet of all these different platforms that did uh, guest blogging, and I would sub- I would just submit to like 50 blogs at a time every time I wrote an article, which was once a week. So guest appearances are great. Again, it's relationships. Relationships are amazing. When you have one relationship that feels great, just keep coming back to that relationship and see how you can continually upward spiral together. Next, profit sharing. Um, so... <laughs> This one's really fun. My business model shifted from client work to business partnerships uh, several years ago. If you're a service provider and you do really cool work, this changed my life. This increased my business my, my income so much over the years. And so instead of charging fifty dollars or $100,000 for a project, Magic Media now charges a retainer for 12 months, which is a smaller fee that allows us to infuse our team into somebody's team And then we get a percentage of revenue uh, on top of it. So just an example of one we just did right now is, is we're building a mighty network. We're supporting with touring a signature workshop and designing it. We're supporting with two different teacher trainings and it's a two-year contract from the time of launching. And so we're building the community, their membership, all the things. And it's There's a a down payment plus a 12 month retainer plus 20% of revenue on all the things that we design together. And this one partnership will probably be a six figure partnership over the next couple of years, probably multiple six figure partnership. This, I felt like client work was soul sucking back in the day because I'm an entrepreneur through and through and I'd pour my heart and soul into a project for six months and then it would be done. And the payoff didn't like didn't work. What I love is the reward of like we're all on the same team. Client work, I always felt like an employee employer relationship, whereas a business partnership is like we're all the bosses here and we're figuring this thing out together. And it's been very, very, very satisfying for me. Um, another example of profit sharing, we just launched for any parents out there, we just launched Magic Kids. So we have an app. Called the magic kids app we feature the most magical audio stories we have a massive growing music library uh, of musicians around the world for kids music imagination meditations and homeschooling content for every story we release so we've already um brought on well over 100 artists musicians authors illustrators voice actors for the stories musicians to score the music and sound effects musicians to bring in their sing-along songs etc and we're the first fair pay publishing company. So we put 50% of the revenue back in to uh, the artist pool. So our artists get paid royalties based on the number of subscribers we have and the number of engagements with their content. And artists are so stoked. It's like finally a platform that honors the artists. And so that's another profit sharing thing. Think creatively. If you don't have the budget to hire hundreds of artists, Think about how you can create a structure and a a model where everybody wins. Next, collaborative. This saved my ass and allowed me to do world-class work at a time when I didn't have a bank account to hire people that could help me do world-class work. If you have a vision, if you have talent, if you know what you want to do, but you don't necessarily have the design skills or the media skills, there are so many artists in the world who are working shitty corporate jobs they do not like Who would love a side gig that allows them the potential to quit their corporate job because maybe they could earn a percentage on something. So uh, when building Magic Media over the years, I've had a bunch of projects where I called in my buddies who are amazing designers, techies, videographers. I'd be like, here's what I want to build. I think we could have a lot of fun. I think we could make a lot of money. I'll pay you 25% on everything we make forever on this thing. Do you want to help me? That's how I built my meditation library. It's how I built a bunch of courses and memberships over the years. It's similar to the profit sharing thing. It's like, bring your friends into the thing you want to do, make them business partners with you, sign a contract that is legal and legit. So nobody argues over the money when it comes in and do something together. You don't have to have the $50,000 or the $100,000 in the bank account to make magic happen with amazing, talented people. You can enroll them and collaborations are a beautiful way to do that. Next, affiliate marketing. We've all heard of it. We all probably know about it. It's great. If you're organized and you've got your resource section ready with all your pre-written emails and social media posts and all the things, um, I'll just show you real quick. Like When we do this particular workshop and somebody says, yeah, I want to do... You know this I want to do the, the the workshop with you we're like great here's our media page go to the media page three pre-written, pre-written emails five pre-written social media posts uh, it's just a great way to show people like or to, to give people everything that they need so you don't have to go back and forth again and again and again I just posted the link there and those that are watching in the future I'll, I'll share in the show notes but uh, affiliate marketing's awesome it's basically you get other people to promote your stuff, and they make a commission on every referral they send your way. Super simple. We use Thrivecart. It's a great little shopping cart system. There's a lot of tech out there that's not overly complicated. You just have to be organized and have a page like the one I posted there, a media page that makes it easy for people to get what they need and not need to go back and forth and spend endless hours. Next, sponsorships. One point on that
1: as well. I would pull out a lesson from that, right? Like I've been in a lot of the affiliate game, working promotions for other people and whatnot. What you really want to do is make the person that you want to promote you have to work and think, (laughs) right? Yeah. The chances of them sending an email about your stuff, and this is not just for affiliates, it's an affiliate commission. If you want anyone to promote you to their audience, make sure you give them as much pre- written, pre-researched information so that they know exactly what they can send and they can change what you're giving them to send it, right? If you're expecting someone to go out of the way to not only figure out what they have to say and whatnot, and then go write the emails, you're just going to get far fewer people engaging. Yeah. Um, So do the thinking and do most of the work for them and you'll get an awful lot more people eager and um, uh, excited to send your stuff to their people.
0: Amen. Getting them to say yes to being an affiliate is different than them actually being an affiliate and and bridging that gap is having everything easily accessible and already done for them so they can copy paste, maybe edit a little bit in their own voice. Next is sponsorships. We'll be doing this with Magic Kids. Have done it with Magic Kids. Um, If you have like a podcast that's popular, think about sponsors you could get. I have a buddy who had like a mediocrely popular podcast nothing like exceptional maybe five thousand monthly downloads and i can't remember the live streaming device he got one of those like fancy live streaming cameras and and switchboards to sponsor he got ten thousand dollars plus he got a bunch of free gear for like 20 episodes of this podcast and i was like dude that is like you just won that was a big win So if you have a podcast and you're actively doing things, sponsors can be great. If you're doing local events in your local area, local workshop, et cetera, think about local businesses you can partner with. Sometimes it's money, sometimes it's gear, but relationships are the key and and they make the world go round. Next is, uh, this is something I started three months ago. I don't do social media. So I booked a two hour slot every Friday. I have an invitation in all my newsletters book a 15 minute laser focused coaching session. This has been epic. I resisted free coaching sessions for like my whole career. And I've had so much fun doing this two hour slot. It's 15 minutes with a five minute break between. It's just like, what's the one thing you want help with right now? And we go deep quickly and then we're done. And it's like at the end of it, I'll send them some notes that I'm taking during the session. I'll send them some links. They know Here's the magic mine. If you want to come check it out, that's my online community membership. Here's my next event coming up. If you want one-on-one coaching, here's some links, no pressure. And it's been awesome. It's been profitable. It's been so delightful to connect with so many people from my email list who I had no like personal relationship with, but now there's like a connection and I see them at other events and stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. This is like, it feels more real and solid. So offering like free 15 minute coaching sessions with like a really specific purpose of like, Not just a meet and greet, but like a, this is what we're going to do together in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And it's great. Um, Next, the thing everybody ignores is family and friends. But if you have a product or a service, remember to tell your family and friends that you're doing this thing because they're probably like, oh yeah, that weirdo that does that thing. We don't really know what they do, but they do that thing. If you describe what you do and you ask them maybe you know they oh yeah margaret needs that here margaret check it out look what they're doing so you might be able to get some business from family and friends if you ask um i'm definitely that weirdo in my family uh youtube shorts is another one so i uh i don't consider youtube to be social media i see it more as entertainment and education it's not a place where I'm building community and, and all that sort of stuff. It's, but everybody can have their own definitions of, of social media. But I played a lot with YouTube Shorts this year and YouTube um, greatly leverages YouTube Shorts over regular YouTube videos because they're trying to keep up with TikTok. So if you like making media, have fun getting creative with your media. I've, I've done a lot of probably several hundred videos this year on YouTube Shorts just playing and it has been really fun. I use an app, uh, editing software called CapCut on my phone, Piece together a bunch of little B-roll, do some voiceover, grab some music, and I can put together cool videos in like 15 minutes. So it's, it's a fun way to just be creative and stay inspired and make art as well as get your message out there. Um, and then here's a bunch of things that we are and have been doing with Magic Me- or Magic Kids, press releases to local media. If you're doing something cool in your local neighborhood, they might want to tell your story selling in retail stores if you have products. We've made, well, probably several thousand book sales just from markets, uh, like our local market on Salt Spring Island here. Generosity marketing. We, um, when we launched Magic Kids, I had 10 businesses whose work I love. I reached out to them. I was like, can we, it was Christmas time two years ago. Can we send a box of books to all the parents on your team? We, this has ended, we ended up making a relationship because of this, with the Harmon brothers one of the biggest comedy advertising companies in the world and we have now gone on to produce 30 comedy commercials with them so they become a business partner because of that connection as a relationship from selling their team sending their team a bunch of books going on a workshop tour i toured my meditation workshops uh every year i'd pick some cities i'd go do five two-hour intro workshops that i'd charge 30 bucks for in those, I'd fill up the room. The yoga studios I go to would fill up my workshops for me and promote them. I would then sell my audio library at the end of the workshop, and I would sell a day-long workshop at the end of the week. And I would come home, my pockets would be full of cash, just from go pick, picking a city, five intro workshops, one day-long workshop, and selling my products at the back of the room. Um, contests and local partners. So as I said, comedy videos. So there's there's a big strategy behind this. Um, Magic Kids, we will be on social media for Magic Kids in the new year. We're gonna be spending tens of thousands of dollars on advertising for these 30 comedy commercials that we produced the Harmon Brothers. I won't be the guy on social media. We have one of the best marketing agencies that's gonna be doing all of our advertising and all of our budgeting. And to me, it's like, if you're gonna do social media, that's how you do it. <laughs> You get people that know what they're doing. You get them to help you write the best ads possible. They know they're testing, they know their numbers, and then they do it for you. Uh, I have no desire to be doing it. So those are the 19 strategies. Uh, How social media can work for you. Having a strategy, knowing what you're actually doing when you show up to the platforms. Having a publishing schedule and being consistent with that. Being disciplined with your time. Uh, We have a phone box in my family. So my studio that I'm in here is detached from our main house. We keep our phones in the phone box after hours in the studio. So I can't disappear from my family and be on my phone. It's like the phones are in the box in the studio. It's really inconvenient to go look at them. Uh, Hire a team, which we did with Harmon Brothers and make your work art. So that's how you stand out and see a sameness is you got to make your work work. All right, get yourself a phone box, Ross says. It's life-changing. It's so simple. Build one. Uh, If you like social media aspects of it, we use Mighty Networks. We've built somewhere between 15 and 20 communities over the last uh, four years, four or five years. Um, Mighty Networks is great because you can do, you can have your forum, you can have lots of different spaces, courses, online, live streaming, blogging. You can do everything. You can do so many business models inside of Mighty Networks. It's a great platform.
1: Bradley, so I think your camera died. Uh, your mic is also died. I warned so, you that might happen. That's fine. Your, your mic is back. We can hear you. Uh, we lost your audio for a second, but you're back.
0: Perfect. Uh, yeah, I warned you that might happen. Um, okay, no so give yourself a gift. This is my final invitation. Uh, reevaluate your marketing strategy. Is it working? Does social media actually work for you? Decide if it works for you and your business. Spend a day over the holidays just reimagining what your marketing strategy, your growth strategy, if it's based on relationships, could look like in 2024. Choose two of the things that I mentioned today. I mean, email marketing and a signature workshop would be the two I'd recommend the most to every single person. And leave social media if you must, cut back. And then the final thing is just protect your consciousness. This is a crazy time on planet Earth. We're bombarded all the time. And it's important to just like, protect ourselves, and the best way to protect ourselves is to not engage on those platforms and just to engage in the real world as often as we possibly can. Um, I have a PDF because today was just rip-roaring and fast. Uh, I'm going to post a bunch of links here, and uh, you can check them all out, but the first one is a PDF version of what we just covered, so that if you need a recap and reminder, like you can print this thing out, and uh, it is the top link there. And that will help you remember. And then uh, one second, there we go. Uh, Next Wednesday, anybody that wants to teach more in 2024, I'm teaching my year-end workshop. It's the second link inside there. It's a hundred bucks. It's two and a half hours. You're going to come up with at least 10 workshop ideas for paid workshops that you can do. And you're going to lay out your plan. You're going to map them out. And then you're going to book them in your schedule so that you start the new year being like, here's a whole bunch of ways I'm going to make money next year. Uh, I have a training starting in January. You can check that link out if you want to design a group coaching program. This is a four-month training. And then my Magic Minds, my main community that anybody's welcome to check out. It has all the things. It's all inclusive buffet of everything, three live events a week. Um, uh, it comes with the signature workshop training I did, the business of meditation training around licensing and building your audio library, many courses, many templates, et cetera. 247 a month, and it's all inclusive. You get a coaching session with me straight away and uh, it's a pretty epic group of humans. And uh, also the final link in all of those links I just posted is around booking a free 15 minute coaching session. They're all done for the year. I think my last ones on tomorrow are all filled up, but book in for next year, book in January, or February and, and get yourself in. If there's anything that resonates and you want some time to brainstorm some of the things that are coming up today. And uh that's it. Share this masterclass on social media because I can't. I need your help to get it out there on social. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's like
1: it, yeah. I don't get it. uh operate on social media, I have other people post your links. Yeah, that's us, right.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. all just please post this? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh and that's it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for uh coming on this fast and furious adventure.
1: Yeah, sweet. So uh, for the questions, I'd love to see what resonated and like which of these, let's do a little brainstorming maybe for like what resonates with you. Like what I observed here, which is what I've seen uh, with other clients that I've worked with that don't want to do the social media thing. Like there's one lady, she just does not want to use Facebook uh, ads or YouTube ads, Google ads, because she's just got a principle religion-based thing against uh, big tech, uh, which excludes herself from social media. Like, There's other ways to find your people. And what I see with the theme through all of the thing that you kind of pointed out, Bradley, is who already has your people, right? What are the businesses? What are the communities that already have your people? And then how can you connect with them and show up? I love that generosity marketing, right? Like I want to connect and build a relationship with these companies because they resonate with them a lot. And I'm just going to go direct and build that relationship and then downstream the results that happen. Like that's really, I think, what what I um, picked as the theme through everything you were teaching. So I'm curious for the folks in the group, like which of these approaches did you find, like, oh, I'd love to do that or I can see places I could apply that. Uh, I'd love to do a little brainstorming or Q&A around that. Or if you just general Q&A, that'd be great. But for the last little bit here, I think it'd be cool to talk through... Um, what you're seeing what questions you've got for bradley about applying it
0: and no well while we're waiting i'll just say the field of dreams if you build it they will come as a lie you have to decide what you want decide how you're going to do it and then go get it and that's you know like the relationships the building the village in my home island the cultivating these relationships and going after licensing partnerships, like all of the pieces, finding part. I went after those. I knew mm. what I wanted and I went after them and I asked and that's, you know, that's a part of the growth that we have to go through. Yeah. People knock on my door from time to time be like, Hey, I want to hire you. But a lot of the time, a lot of my successes come from just being like, just going for it
1: totally yeah and i I think as well it's interesting i saw a uh um awesome so robin saying uh call coming up we'll check it out again awesome yeah you too robin um awesome soon. um but yeah i i think what one of the things i've seen is uh it was like data on uh how people meet their partners right uh historically over time like romantic partners and it was, you know, there was a set number of ways. And then circa 2007, 2009 or whatever, WhatsApp came out, the social um, uh, Tinder and all the dating apps. It's just literally gone up online. And all of the others have just like all six other ways that people historically would have met people like work and through family and through friends all just took a nosedive off the cliff. And I was just like, people are miserable with that approach and all those other ways still work if you would just go and like show up in those channels. Right. Um, so, so that's interesting. Uh, Joey's saying, I'm a fan of all the versions of the referral strategies. People sometimes are shy to talk about themselves or what they do, but it really is in service of people. We can help to share what we do totally.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, really, the the moral of the story here today is is just rethinking how we want to be in relationship with others. How do we want people reaching out to us and engaging with us? And how do we how do we want to step into that and engage in the same way with with others? You know, like you and I, we were strangers until like six weeks ago when we met on my podcast and we're doing this. I'm putting your book out. I hope we do some more workshops in the new year. Like, there's. There's all sorts of ways that we can now collaborate and be like, hey, let's do a, let's team up and do one of those collaboration things. It's like here's a day-long workshop on XYZ that people can do. And it's like when we mix together and alchemize our gifts, it's like magic happens and we can't do the same things unless we do it together.
1: Totally. Yeah. I really, uh, Cynthia is saying, I appreciate the reminder of the time. I can reclaim by being intentional and to market in a way that feels in better alignment. Yeah. Yay. One hundred percent. We'll give you a heart and a and a fire emoji on that there, <laughs> Cynthia. Um, but yeah, I I love that. Like that's the the part that I was seeing as well from what you were sharing is like it's not necessarily that these are how you were going to build your entire business, but these are the tools that I think you can use to strengthen the relationships that you want to build. Yes, right, and other yeah. ways that you can offer to interact and engage with those relationships.
0: And a lot of them are building systems, like with the signature workshop thing. That's just a system now. It's it's a copy paste email for the outreach that we that will will shift a little bit. But once somebody says yes, there's a copy paste email. We have all the content that's already to go. My slides, I'll go in and change things a little bit between each session that I do. But now it's like I can show up five minutes before and I'm ready to rock and roll. So it's highly scalable. This type of model, which is beautiful,
1: totally um amazing uh so any questions folks uh it looks like uh jose daniel's otter has prepared a lovely selection oh. of action items here which is to le- reach out to your podcast host about hosting a workshop choose two strategies to implement from the 19 and evaluate your current marketing strategy and decide if it works for you and your values and consider back cutting back on social media i think that's that's a pretty good synopsis of the whole thing.
0: Sweet action. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, amazing. That. Um basic.
1: not too shabby, Mr. Otter. Um any other questions, folks? Happy to stick around here and jam on them if you'd like. Uh but well, Bradley, that's the that's the top of the hour. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I I see. I wrote a. I've had an ongoing relationship with social media. I find just my brain. If I look at my patterns of myself, anything that is got an infinite loop programmed programmed into it by a designer, I struggle with controlled boundaries. So I noticed this first, like with video games, like online competitive multiplayer video games that are team based. Like if I have like two, three people I'm playing with and we're playing against another like two, three people. And there's just uh, the ability to for like one more round, yeah. like the combination of peer pressure and just, Oh, just another 10 minutes. Like my time just evaporates. And my discipline with that is very poor. Mm-hmm. Similarly with scrolling, like same, same thing. And so I, over the years have built boundaries in place to like have this stuff re- totally removed because it, it becomes an issue Uh, and I'm pretty good at the discipline, but every now and again, one of the boundaries breaks down and unconsciously I don't observe it until I'm like, I'm spending way too much time on social media again. (laughs) And I have to go back and, and, and remove it. But the business that I want, the business that I envision does not have me anywhere near social media because exactly what you said, like if I have to have my entire business, focused on like me needing to show up in like Facebook or with a Facebook community. And I'm trying to keep people engaged. Like that's just going to be bad news for me because I then will have a legitimate excuse to always be on there. Yeah. And it's just n- n- no go. So um, from what you shared, the ones it's interesting, like we, we are using a number of these ourselves, uh, email marketing, obviously everything that we do my entire game is ads, social media ads that I don't post, but I pay Facebook to show to people, get people from social media onto my email list. Right. Um, And then I'm just going to patiently and methodically build a relationship with people through there and just give them lots of opportunities to get started. Right. That's, that's like my number one go-to move now. The next question is, okay, well, how do you get more people on your email list? And what's interesting is the number of your strategies like we are using or will be using like the workshops, we've done that. Uh, One of the other ones I would add to this, which like I think would fall under a couple of things that you added in there is like a list swap, which kind of would be a guest appearance. You might call it, but it's like, it's a guest appearance on my email, right? Like I promote uh, like your workshop or I promote just you, like get on Bradley's email list or just download Bradley's book. Like you, I think we'll be mentioning that you're going to like mail about our book. And that's great. Like I don't necessarily have to do the workshop. I may do a workshop for your audience at some stage, but the intention is just, Hey, Bradley's got an audience. There's going to be some people there that would like our message. Here's a thing for Bradley to give away. It's kind of just like a free gift or whatever and i think with those three things the workshops the uh having people do the list swaps and then us just emailing them really that's all we need to to do you know um we, we might do some guest trainings for some other communities but for the most part i think those are like the three that um going back to what i said at the first fit my game my game is i'm going to get you on an email list and I'm gonna mail you a bunch because I'm that's a strength of mine, right That's yeah. why I was saying at the top. like find your game and then see which of these are gonna be useful for for what you're gonna do,
0: yeah. And as like people getting started, you might not know your game yet. You might have to dabble yeah. a little bit to discover your game, but I would just say everybody would be benefiting from becoming a stronger writer,
1: yes, yeah. Yeah, the only people I would ex- I would exclude from that is if like um like some people just dr- have an emotional dread at the thought of writing. I think what you need to become is prolific, or more prolific, whether that's video content or writing content or some form of audio content. I think uh, writing I think would be a good uh, label for the thoughts and the ideas that are in your head. Yeah, getting those out frequently to be shared with other people that I think is really what every business needs. Um, I, I agree with you that everyone should practice their writing, but some people I just, there's a handful of individuals where just the thought of them having to like write, just sends them into a confusing blitz. If that's you, consider recording your content and then sending an email to the recorded content.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah i with that since i upgraded my newsletter there's days i'm just like i'm inspired i'll pull up my phone i'll do a video and then i'll throw that video in descript i'll print the transcript run the transcript through chat gpt turn it into the article version without losing my voice and my thought yep. thread and then that becomes the newsletter part and then the vid- the selfie video is the video and then i grab the audio from that and just put it up on soundcloud and like that whole creative process to get that newsletter ready to go and all the content published is less than an hour. Um, as totally. I mean, these tools that we have now are pretty incredible. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, I think that's, you know, whether you're using these tools or not, I don't think you have to be like an AI legend, but I think there's a lot of tools to help you speed up time from the thought in your head to the thought being shared with your audience that you're trying to build a relationship with. Uh, with yeah. um, so uh, process for the win indeed Um, all right folks any other questions here any other thoughts Uh, yes thank you so much Bradley so Bradley anything else you'd like to add here before we kind of uh, wrap up we really appreciate you coming and doing the workshop and um, showing up here with uh, such a fantastic shirt and such amazing ideas <laughs> is there uh, I mean, anything if- you'd like to add
0: these things work. You don't need social media. And, uh, it's, it's liberating to take a break away and redesign your life and your marketing and business without it. And what I shared today is like, it's a, it's a journey. It was painful and I'm on the other side and it doesn't have to be painful for everybody. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful. I made the leap all those years ago
1: absolutely and thank you thanks for
0: thanks for hosting me and bring me into the space and i'm looking forward to jamming more in the future about all sorts of other topics
1: absolutely dude Uh, and so the links everyone's got the links to check you out there uh check out uh, bradley's podcast as well i know that's not there but check out register for his stuff um if this resonates with you uh and go check him out at magic media and the podcast
0: uh it's awesome it's fab thanks for tuning in to this episode of the making magic podcast with your host bradley t morris from magic media If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.